This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Welcome to another episode of Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel Thomas, joined here by, I'm going to say this because these titles are new. I want to make sure I get these right. They're Senior Director of Outreach, Melanie Wise. Hey, guys. And, hey, Mel. And our Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy, you love her and know her, Brooke Keels. What's up? Hey, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I know. I'm waiting for, you know, a live audience to clap for, for both of you. I know. That's it. Well, they all always are in my head, so <laughs> yes. it's good. Yes, it's so great to see you guys. And Brooke, we've missed you around here. Mel and I have. I mean, you've been here. It's just it's been a long time. Yes. It's been a long time. Yes. No, I, yeah, I'm so glad to, to be back with you guys. This is one of my favorite things to yes. do, so... Thanks for letting me be around. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> anytime. It's good. Today's going to be a little different. Uh, Mel, you want to kind of steer us in the direction of where we're headed today? Yeah. So like you said, today is a little bit different than our normal, um, maybe topics that we would cover here um, on Mercy Talk. But with summer like very much upon us, well, it's July. Here. <laughs> July. Um, we wanted to talk a little bit today about a really specific season of life um, and discuss kind of what some people have referred to um, as the as a gap year. Um, if you've ever heard of this concept of a gap year, it's basically kind of referring to almost like the idea of a sabbatical year where you kind of like uh, take a step back from all the traditions doing in life and it's often a break a, a year-long break people refer to it as like between high school and college is when people say I'm gonna take a gap year like that's when you would typically hear that phrase used but it's that idea um, of taking kind of just this like step back from life um, to, to work on things for a lot of pastors when you say sabbatical year it's like oh that's a year to rest yeah pastors take sabbatical years I don't guess that's a thing. They should. It should be a thing. They 100% should. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. I feel like some denominations actually, I could totally be making this up, but I feel like the Methodist church like does a good job of that. Like they yeah. have to take like, like a gap. A look. Summer, I've heard that for sure. Yeah, summer. maybe that's it. Yeah. Any of the Methodists can email me yeah, yeah. <laughs> and line me up. But I feel like there are some organizations that are very intentional about that. But yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, as far as just even like our residents at Mercy, obviously we have girls coming in from all different seasons of life. Um, but we kind of wanted to just talk a little bit today about that specific season as we're heading into the fall, um, because some of you may be listening or some of you may know someone um, who may be kind of in that season of heading into college Um and maybe also in a season of just kind of needing potentially that 
that break, maybe needing just some help, some healing in your own life. And um, obviously going that, that season of going into college is super exciting. It's also yes. terrifying. Um, but there's that idea of like, I am free. Like I'm no longer, most people are no longer under, you know, the roof of their parents' home. And like the world is just at your fingertips. Now, I would say for anyone going into college this year specifically, yeah, I don't know what you're thinking or what you're feeling right now, um, because I don't even know if anybody knows what the college semester is going to look like. But typically, this is a really exciting time, um, and you just kind of can't wait to get into that. But it can also be a time where, you know, some of your stuff, um, some of your maybe past struggles, hurts, traumas, those kind of things um, maybe have been buried and living under the surface can kind of start to come up. Um, and so, you know, we talk a lot here um, at Mercy and on Mercy Talk about that whole roots and behavior idea um, and just the fact that those things that are kind of buried and, and sometimes that maybe you've succeeded in kind of covering up at some level, like they can't stay covered up for long and they're going to start affecting your life, affecting your behaviors, your attitudes, just your experience of life in general. And so we're going to hear us kind of reiterate some of that today um, because I, I don't know, like that idea of I'm going to just get away from all of my stuff, from my family, from my home and from all the issues that I've ever had, I'm going off to college and I'm just going to get free of all of it. Your roots are still your roots and they're still going to affect your life and you can't outrun those. Unfortunately, it'd be great if you could make our jobs a lot easier, but, um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's kind of where we're headed today. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's, it's such a complicated thing. I mean, obviously one of the departments that I have the honor of working with and overseeing is um, intake and so we hear, you know, a lot of those stories and a lot of times, I mean, there is this idea, look, we all do it. Like I actually, I don't even know if y'all know this, but I'll, you know, occasionally do counseling, you know, one-off counseling or whatever, because why not? And, um, like for anyway, others or as a counselee or as a counselor for others, I yeah. do that. And so I was, you know, working with someone recently and they were just talking about like this, the concept of. It, I just want to make it all go away. Like mm -hmm. I just want, right. And that is such a normal thing. Like I, if I run away, if I move or if my context changes, everything will be better, you know? Mm -hmm. And and we hear that not only from applicants, but also from parents, like this idea that, okay, if we can just get her to college, yeah, it'll be better, you know? And of course me, I'm like, do you remember college? <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> That's oh, like, you know, um, all that to say. And it's, I mean, and look, I was in college before Facebook. So like, I cannot, you know, and social media in general, yeah. like, let's just say that. So I just can't even imagine all that to say, though, it is a very natural thing to, to think, okay, I'm just going to go do this different thing somewhere else and then things will be different. I'll reinvent myself. I won't struggle yeah. with an eating disorder or self-harm or all of that because it'll be this new thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's kind of that, it's an old phrase, but like wherever you go, there you are. Yes. Like, it yes. just is what it is. It doesn't just go away. Things may be alleviated temporarily. The excitement of something, you know, you're right, Melanie, like, I mean, there's, you know, excitement can carry you a couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. That first chemistry test, 
Mm -hmm. bring you back, you know, but all that to say, I mean, the truth is like, you're just in a new context with new people. Um, but the things that are hurt and damaged because of the world that we live in or whatever somebody has walked through, it doesn't just go away. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we have seen a lot of times people don't come to mercy because it doesn't fit into a plan. Mm -hmm. And then the, and it's like, things have to spiral so far out of control before they decide to come to mercy. And it, and it's really sad in that way. And sometimes look, you know, we've all heard this, like you just, until you hit rock bottom or until this or until that. And I think part of the message that we want to share today is like, don't hit rock bottom before you come and, 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 and transform your life and let the Lord do a healing work because it's not worth it. Right. It's five more years of, of heartbreak, five more years of soul destroying experiences, right. Five more years of hurting other people, you know, I don't, or whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, we've had applicants who are, you know, 30 now and they've literally applied five or six times and withdrawn their application. And then now they're at the point where, mm-hmm. why didn't I do it when I was 15 mm-hmm. or 20 or whatever and the like, thing was? Correct you know? me if I'm wrong, but like, does it not make the work that you end up having to do just that much longer and harder? Because I just think this Absolutely. is why people get so excited about the idea that we would create a keys to freedom for kids. Because what if kids... Yeah at their young age learned how to process stuff so that those roots didn't get like buried yeah. deeper and deeper. What if even in high school you were equipped with this stuff, the longer right. you wait, the like deeper and more entrenched those damaged roots Absolutely. Grow. And so it's just that much more work. I even think about with my marriage, I'm like, I'm so thankful my husband and I started doing counseling really early on because right. there's patterns that we're still trying to undo. We've only been married for five years. I'm like, and that's, it's taking a lot of work. So what if we had waited till we were 20 years into marriage? How much harder right. would we be having to work? So it's like the earlier you can hit stuff, the better. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, that's exactly right. Like, and, and you think about this, like, because you will, as, as a broken person, you will continue to have broken experiences. So, right, we're now right. undoing, and I, I've decided it's five years. I don't know why, five, 10, 15 years of yeah. more, experiences of more hurt of more trauma like it just compounds on itself it right. you know your life doesn't just you're fine and then one day you decide to go to mercy like that's not the right. thing it just continues to get worse yes and absolutely so if you start now get healed get freed up and then go and live your life and let the lord bless you in the ways that he is ready to bless you right. you know um and and anyway it's just it, it's a difficult decision though like i understand that but that that is probably the number one lie though. If I, sh- if I go here, then everything stays wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I can, and I agree with you when you said like, we all do this because whatever Every one of us. your life stages, I mean, <laughs> if I just could get married, you know, like everything would change. Golly, if I could just have a baby that would love me unconditionally. <laughs> everything would go away. I'm like, everything that you try to do to fix it usually makes it worse. Or how many people do I know that are miserable in their job and it's actually them. And they're like, if I could just change jobs, everything would be better. You know, it's like always a change of external circumstances is going to fix what's broken inside of me and just never works. So I, you know, yeah, we're gearing this towards this kind of a specific age group and season of life, but golly, this goes for all of us. We've all fallen prey to that idea, I think, at some point. Um, But yeah, I I can, 
you know, think back to my years in youth ministry and one of my like greatest regrets, even though I don't guess I had like, I wasn't responsible for this, but I did not know about mercy as a youth pastor. And I was basically working with teenage girls. That's, that was my focus was the girls. And I was just like, like when I really got to mercy and started to see what was available to me, literally right down the street, I like just was, I died. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, if I had known that this was here, there are plenty of girls that I worked with you know, some of whom weren't really interested in changing and, and right. getting help, but some who were, and I didn't know what was available. That's, you know, we're so passionate about when we train pastors and ministry leaders and helpers, like know your, know what's available to you, know yeah. your, re, know your referrals, know the people in your city. And, yeah. you know, at Mercy, we take girls from all 50 states. So it's like, maybe my first encouragement right now is if you're listening right now and your pastor and or youth pastor does not know about mercy, yeah. oh my word, please tell them. If mm-hmm. someone in my church had been like, I don't know if you know about this thing, um, you need to know about this. Like that would have been a game changer for me. Um, and if you need stuff from us, like just email our mercy talk email. What is it? Yeah. Mercy yeah. talk. Mercy talk. Yeah. That's it. At mercy multiplied. Just tell us, say, Hey, like, I want to tell my pastor about mercy, but I don't, I need, I need a video, like, or I need a brochure or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll send you stuff. We got magazines. I don't brochure. know. We need to send you so that you can pass that on to the, you know, your pastors at your churches, like, please tell us. But anyway, I digress. Um, the whole point of that was just thinking like, gosh, I know, I know girls that were in our youth ministry that could have just massively benefited from taking a step back. And and it's funny because, you know, when I was a youth pastor, that was like, oh my goodness, it's 2020. Oh my word. It was like 15 years ago. And then I was a youth pastor for six years. And like, I just think I, I see some of those girls now, present day, they didn't get the help that they needed. And I'm seeing kind of like what's happening now in their lives. And I just think, okay, for them to have taken six to eight months, those, a lot of these girls are now like in their late twenties, early thirties. Oh my word. I'm so old. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look now and I think, oh, I wonder what their life would look like today. Sure. If they had just taken a few months to step back and get some help. And, and even if it's just like, you know what, I am, I just need, like the great thing about mercy is that it's not just for the most like dire circumstances. I mean, this could be for a young woman who's like, look, I just need, I just need some time to get a little bit of healing in different areas of my life to grow in my relationship with the Lord. There's so much about our residential program that is disciple. It's just discipling people. It's Mm -hmm. introducing them to this relationship with Jesus that changes everything and equips them for the rest of their lives. Like who would not benefit from that? You know? So there's this part of me that just thinks it's such a, it's such a short time of your life and you've got a lot of life left after this, you know? Um, to, to really be able to step back and invest in that. And so, I don't know, even when I just think about like parents, um, of some of these girls, I don't know, we should just do like a year's worth of series for parents probably. But I just think, I mean, sometimes it's, 
as as parents, it's extremely difficult sometimes. Now, sometimes it's not so difficult, but sometimes it is hard to really see your kids clearly. I'm already noticing this and my kid's a year old. But like I am seeing that my my vision and my understanding of him is going to be skewed at some level. And I'm like, that's, this is why I'm going to need lots of people in this kid's life to give me other perspectives of what's happening with him. And, and so I think parents, first of all, as a side note, just make sure you've got those people in your life who can give you insight on your own kid and, and maybe outside perspectives on them. Cause yours is just always going to be skewed. You're a little too close sometimes. So, but sometimes you're like, look, I know, I see my kids' issues. I see what's going on here. Um, and also there's a part of parents, I think, that don't want to admit it. They don't want to say my kid needs help because they think that's a reflection on them as a parent. Listen, I get it. Like, I would probably be struggling the same way of saying, look, if my kid has to go get help and go to this program, what does that say about me as a parent? Well, I think what it says about you as a parent is that you will do whatever it takes um, to make sure that your kid is healthy and whole. And we're all screwing up our kids, right? Yeah. That's what we're all doing that. So, you know, release that guilt, release that shame. Because to me, it's like if you allow that guilt and shame to hold you back, like your kid's the one who's suffering from that, you know? So, again, that's a whole side note. But I would just encourage parents um, to to, you know, learn about mercy. Like, I don't know, we can't really do a lot of tours right now, but man, do everything you can to understand who we are and what we do. Um, and don't be ashamed. Um, and, and make sure that you're getting that outside perspective on your kid. Cause your kid might need help and you just don't see it. That's good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Good. Well, and too, I mean, that's, you know, the encouragement from a parent if a kid, if you know, your child's worried about disappointing you or like whatever it is, it just goes a long way. Obviously. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things that we wanted to cover today too, was like along those same lines, um, was sharing the difference between unhealthy behaviors that may just simply stem from situational circumstances, Mm -hmm. um, or the stressful season, um, versus something that may be a little bit more, serious um when you shared this book back at our mental yeah. health episode this was a yeah. life old moment for me honestly really yeah mel and i have talked about this a couple times when you were like listen um you're anxious you're stressed well yeah you're going through a worldwide pandemic you probably are versus right. hey um is this affecting my everyday life like i can't make decisions because my right. anxiety has gotten out of control so mm-hmm. anyways i didn't sorry i didn't mean to interrupt i just wanted to say no, that's uh, good. go team because it, seriously that it really um it, it really has stuck with me and been so helpful we'll get back into the podcast in just a second but wanted to take a moment to touch base with you Of course, none of us knows what the future holds or even what this pandemic will look like tomorrow, but we just want you to know we've been praying for you, as well as for our cities and our world. Our desire is to still provide relevant information weekly, and in these unprecedented times, we want to hear from you even more. So if you have questions or topics you'd like to hear us talk about, please send those over to mercytalk at mercymultiplied.com. We'd also love for you to check out our new account Instagram, and you can find us by simply typing in mercy underscore outreach, and you can find additional resources and even ways to stay connected with us there. And lastly, I just want to remind you that Mercy Talk is a free of charge program. And just like all of Mercy Multiplied, we operate from donors and supporters just like you. If you're able, please consider giving a gift at mercymultiplied.com. 
Thank you so much for listening. Together, we will continue to get through this with the hope found only in Jesus Christ. Because I think it is important, like we don't, you know, in, in a time of, at the end of the day, very scary things. And then, you know, if you're in any form of media, the fear mongering, like all of the yeah. things, plus the heartaches that people are going through. I mean, there's just a yeah. lot of stuff happening and, and people kind of don't know which way is up and down. So that is normal. Like there is no, it's normal to be stressed or to be examining things at this time and have some anxiety. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there's healthy, like an appropriate reaction to stressors is what we say, you know, um, or that something that gets into unhealthy. So constant stress, right? Everything is a big deal. Kind of not feeling like you're drowning at some level. Like if any, if someone asked me to do one more thing, like I cannot handle it, you know, um, uh, you know, inability to sleep, inability to stay focused in conversation. Like when it becomes that level, that is concerning. Um, you know, we've seen, especially kind of in the, you know, people who struggle with eating disorders, right. There are changes in diet and there are some people that it's not at disordered eating yet, but it's maybe not the healthiest, which is probably Mm -hmm. the whole world right now. Like, (laughs) I feel like, you know, everyone's like, I forget it. Like (laughs) just eating whatever I can get, you know? Um, but you know, an obsession over food or at the end of the day, using extra diet exercise as a way to control situations or emotions. Um, you know, and there is a difference between feeling homesick. Like I can't see my family right now versus feeling very alone in the world. Like even if I was with people, I don't know that that would actually be good for my heart right now. Like I just feel isolated and I'm wanting to isolate more, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's a level of frustration with what's happening in the world versus complete hopelessness, right? And hopelessness gets in that place of like, I don't see a way out of this. And when someone shifts into that, especially, you really need people in your life that can be like, hey, like I'm seeing this in you. And, and it's a very overt thing generally when someone's getting into just completely, and I'm not talking about discouraged but just actual like hopelessness and through mm-hmm. conversation, you can pretty, you can pretty much tease that out. Sure. Um, and then obviously sadness versus high levels of, you know, depression, um, not wanting to get out of bed or participate in any form of life um, or shifting into suicidal thoughts, ideation, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be active suicidal, but maybe it's just like, why do I exist in this world anymore? Why, you know, I don't know my place. I don't know my part. Maybe it would be better if I wasn't here. Like those kinds of thoughts and everybody at some point in time is going to have those. Okay. Like they just are. Nobody in life is not going to hit a moment where they're like, what is this life for? Okay. (laughs) That old Creed song. I don't know if anybody remembers Creed. No one listening. Oh no. I mean, uh, yeah. yeah okay. All right. Anyway, but yeah, so my husband <laughs> and I have this joke that we're just like, what, what's this life for? You know? And, uh, <laughs> so all that to say, but like, you know, everybody has that. So all of these are things people walk through, but it is that spectrum. And when it shifts over into that, changing a circumstance is not going to matter, right? right? Changing a circumstance when you're, when your struggles are situational or kind of like you're figuring out a new normal, Sure. is one thing like that should bring anxiety. That's how we're actually motivated sure. to shift and make a new normal. 
But yeah. when it when it gets into this deeper level, no no shift in context is going to matter. Yeah, yeah. You got to get in, dig in the root issues, get some counseling, and that's what the amazing thing about Mercy is: is that we have these incredibly, you know, highly trained counselors. So this high level of clinical with the deepest level of spiritual, um, yeah. and just the Lord just moves in it, mm. and it's just incredible. I mean, we see miracles every day. I just, I'm so thankful to be a part of it. So yeah. anyway, I hope that kind of gives some spectrum yeah. on that. Yeah. I, um, Brooke, I have a couple of questions that come to mind just again, because you mentioned earlier, you know, one of the <clears throat> departments that you work closely with, um, and oversee <laughs> is our intake department. And so, um, I'm interested to know, um, you know, so Mercy recently did a, a social media poll and basically asked, you know, what are the reasons, what are some of the most common things that, you know, make people not want to take time off to get help, especially in the season of life. And so some of the things that came up in that poll um, were like taking a gap year is going to mess up my timeline. Mm-hmm. What if I, you know, don't finish school on time? If I did this, what if people like we already talked about, judge me, or they see me as a failure if I have to take off to go get help. And I'm curious to know from your perspective, are there any other common fears that you hear or thoughts that you hear for someone, um, maybe especially in this season of life where you would maybe take a year off? Um, What are some of the things that you've heard? Yeah, I don't, I mean, honestly, I think what you listed is pretty much the consistent thing, right? It's going to mess up my timeline or my parents' timeline. Mm-hmm. I'm going to disappoint my family, um, you know, and, and some may be concerned with our friends think, but I'll be honest with you, most of the time it gets into that family realm, mm-hmm. you know, um, the applicants that are, that finish the process and get into the program and do the best are the ones that have support people who are like, you can do this. We've got your back. Let's get this done. Even in maybe even in those moments of discouragement, because here's the thing, of course you don't want to take six months out of your life. Like, like of course you don't. I mean, people will barely go to counseling on an hourly, you know, weekly basis (laughs) when I'm just like, y'all all all need counseling. Okay. You know, (laughs) including myself. Um, and so, you know, I think that of course you don't. And I think there's an affirmation in that, but saying, but making that hard choice. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think if they don't have support in it, obviously it's more difficult. Um, there is definitely this concept of, and I think it's difficult to see at that age that, and you know, look, I was a college professor. And so, you know, most people aren't finishing college on time. So you might as well take six months to get free. That's all I'm going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're not, and it doesn't matter. And whether you finish in, you know, it's four and a half years or not, or if it's, you know, figuring out the intention of your life so that you end up, I mean, cause that's one of the things too, like the Lord reveals directions for people in this place. Like, I mean, I, you know, I taught intro, I still teach it online, but you know, I mean, I had 120 intro to psychology students. Okay. And I mean, half of them changed their major at least five times. Like yeah. nobody knows what they're doing. Okay. Right. It is not just you. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know, and look, I didn't know. I changed my major too. Okay. Yep. And so it worked out, but I changed my major. And so I think that, that that's that concept too, because you don't know what college will be like. Yeah. So it's just kind of out in this ether, this idea that you, you know, know about. Um, and you know, another thing too, now that's really common is most students come in with so many, 
um, of their, uh, gosh, what are they called? Dual enrollment credit. Right. We've got kids coming in with like almost a year's worth of credit. Mm -hmm. Like you most likely have the time Mm -hmm. to do that. And then you can have this healthy, enriching college experience on the other side of that, you know? Yeah. At this Um, point, I was just thinking as you were saying that, it's almost just asking yourself, what do I want my college experience to be? And taking that time to go get that healing and freedom is going to, is going to just like make that experience so much sweeter and richer and fuller. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah. And I have never heard of one person who has done this that was disappointed that they yeah. did. They walk on the other side of that, a different person, a free person with clarity, with direction, with freedom, you know, healthy, knowing how to have healthy relationships, not just with their family, but with their peers, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's just a whole different experience than if they had not taken the six months. Sure, you know, yeah. to do that. And I feel like that time frame. if you think about this, we started, you know, the pandemic in what, March? When did we so start? we're March, April, May, yeah. June, July. I mean, guys, we're in month five. Man. Yeah. Okay. So by August, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. feel like this has helped shift the concept of time a little bit. Like mm-hmm. it feels like forever, but at the same time, it hasn't been that yeah. long. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and how much, how much can happen in that amount of time? And right. imagine like if you're actually being intentional with it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So that's really good. Okay. One more question before we sign off and this may be a really loaded one. I don't know if it's answerable in at the end of a podcast. Um, Great. Rachel, I'm sorry. This is like the cliche zoom experience. This kitty cat. cat. Yeah. Run across the street. Zoom is zoom. And I'm over here texting Scott, make the dog stop barking. <laughs> I don't hear him at all. Okay, good. Um, So my last question I would have is, you know, we've referenced a lot about parents and uh, maybe caregivers or helpers or whatever, and kind of their, we've we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but like more specifically, um, would you have any advice for someone who is a parent or helper that, that they're maybe in a relationship with someone where they think, Ooh, this person would be a great candidate for what you're discussing today. Right. Going about that conversation, what that looks like, any thoughts or feedback? Cause like you said, it's the people who have that support that do the best. Right. Um, so what does that look like for them? I mean, yes, this is very, <laughs> we could do, Sorry, I mean, we truly yeah. could do an entire podcast on this. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it, there's obviously nuance to each situation. So I'm just going to speak generally and then I'm going to trust that people can apply it to their own situation. Sure. Um, and you know, y'all know one of my favorite things to say is just like, have you considered yes. <laughs> or will you consider Like, I think that's just a great way to start it out of, you know, let's say, yeah, your youth pastor, family, friends, whatever parent, and just talking to your daughter or maybe it's somebody else in your life that needs some, you know, something else um, of just, have you considered taking a pause and doing this other thing, you know, and depending on their response, kind of go from there. I mean, so if they're like, well, no, I've never thought about that. And they get really, you know, as teenagers may do. um, I don't know. I wasn't one of those. Um, And so, (laughs) hundred percent was that person. Yeah. I was like, I've considered nothing, you know, <laughs> like that was great. Yeah. And so anyway, um, but I think just sharing that and then, and then if they get, you know, kind of riled up about it, you go, okay, 
just wanted to throw it out there. I just think it's something you could, you should consider because I think this could be really incredible and a blessing to your life. Mm-hmm. Right. And then back up and then circle back <laughs> a little bit later, like, or, you know, have you thought about that anymore? And just kind of, I mean, it, it, it's a slow burn. I will say that. Yeah. More time, more often than not, it is a multiple conversation kind of thing. And then if they're like, well, what if, you know, this and my timeline and all of that and kind of thinking through like, you know, the person, what would they probably come back with? And then how could you encourage them in that way? Right. And don't say, well, you're right. It would, you know, it won't mess up your timeline. Well, yes, it will. It will mess up your timeline. Mm -hmm. The point is that that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to make it not true. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to say what they're, it's not invalidating how they feel. Like I can't, I mean, that's, you're right. It will. Of course, you don't want to take six months, but I really see how this could be, you know, because I'm seeing you struggle with these things and you're not free and I want you to be free. And I think there's amazing things on the other side of that, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So I think that there's that. And then sometimes you're going to sh- share something and they've just been waiting for you. Yeah. Yeah. Ask. And when they yeah. are, then again, it's the same thing. Be prepared. Okay. Well, Hey, look, this is a place that I want you to look into, you know, whether that's mercy or if, you know, maybe this is a male and it's somebody else you know, another thing, this is something I want you to look into. How can we support you in this? What Mm -hmm. do you need from us? I'm amazed at how many testimonies went just like that. Like it was this youth pastor at my church or it was this person that I, you know, whatever, like that told me, like, I I can't believe how many it's, that's how they found out was because someone just said, have you thought about this? I know this place. Like so many of our residents. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a huge piece of it, right? It generally is. It's going to be parents, pastors, counselors. That's Mm -hmm. it. And you think about that. These are all people that have some level of authority in this person's life Mm -hmm. or some level of equity, right? That they, you know, that they're like, I, they know that you care for them and they know that you're like, Hey, I really think that this would be good. And it allows that person to consider it because you're just walking around trying to do what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And doing this is not always make sense because it's not a common thing. Like not yeah. everyone, you know, goes and does, you know, goes to mercy or whatever, sure. um, or to a program. And most people think that you wouldn't do that unless you struggle with an eating disorder or addiction. Mm-hmm. And that's not true. Like if you are not living a free life, yeah. right. consider taking yeah. the time out and, and shifting that, yeah. you know? That's so. good. And like you said, you will not regret it. You will not look back on the other end and go, why did I waste that? Like, I just, I wholeheartedly believe that. And I will say as, as a, you know, former youth pastor, like I, I know that there were, and you know, I was so young (laughs) when I look back on that season of time, but I. But you thought you were were, so old. (laughs) Oh, but I thought I knew I had all all the answers. I'm 23. Oh, God. Uh, 23. Oh, man. Um, it was 23, actually. So, but I just think, like, there were times where I didn't have those hard conversations because I didn't want to upset someone. Right. And I would just say, like, I can say it because I did it. Um, that's when it just became all about you. Mm. Like, I don't want them to be mad at me. And that just became all about me. Like that, you know, so I just think, gosh. No, that's a good point though. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you, but no, no, you just brought up an amazing thing. The bottom line is we have to be okay with Mm -hmm. someone going away too. Yep. That's good. Right. Like if we're comfortable with that idea, 
yeah. then, then they will be comfortable with that idea. Yeah. And so if, before you present something like that, yep. you think through it. What if it had been me? What would that be like? Like you've got to be bought in too. Yeah. You're right. I mean, cause we can, because if you're bought into something, you're not worried about, mm-hmm. you know, if you were like, no, I know this is the right, this is a great thing. This is the right thing. And then if that girl had been like, what, why are you saying that? Then you just go, Hey, just thought it would be a blessing for you. Like, doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, cause you don't think less of them, mm-hmm. right. you know? And I think it's checking your own heart. Like, are you judging them a little bit? Because yeah. what is the fear of it coming back to you? Like, what mm-hmm. do you care if you know it's the right thing? Right. Maybe they get irritated, but they're going to be fine. Right. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. That was really good, Melanie. Yeah. I got excited. <laughs> That's so good. And I think too, on those same lines that, you know, you were saying we have a hard time even taking you know, an hour out of our week to go and get counseling. And I just know my own life, it's kind of been one of those things that I've had to look and go, okay, consider the fact that you're willing to invest in, in many other areas. I mean, even like, you know, when you consider taking a, a gap year or sabbatical or whatever to go away to Europe or to join the Peace Corps or all these other things, it sounds, you know, amazing. But like what you said, Brooke, you know, we think, oh, you know, take a year off or take six months or whatever it looks like for our freedom. Maybe it's because, I don't know, maybe it's because the cost feels too high or maybe the, what, what we're experiencing, like those benefits, we don't experience them right away. There's a lot right. of work that has Yeah, Europe done. sounds way more fun. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, that's, just, that's a great point. Yeah, like it's yeah. it's got that short-term exciting factor to it, but is it going to benefit the rest of your life? Yeah, right. you'll have some right. pictures to look at, but like this is, we're talking about the rest of your life. We're talking about your future here. So yeah, that's a good point. We get a lot of referrals from those programs. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so different world race and different ones like that. Yeah. yeah cause yeah. you know, it's like, I mean, cause most people are like, okay, I'm going to go do this. And that this idea that will enrich the relationship with the Lord. And at some level, yes, but they're not set up to disciple in that way. Yeah. Right. And that most people are walking, we know this, like the world is filled with people with complex trauma. Okay. It just yeah. is right now. It's just where we live and people that have experienced a bunch of really tough things and, and, the whole, everything is not equipped to help in that specific way. And that's one of the beautiful things about mercy is that it is, um, you know, and it's donor funded, so you don't have to pay, which is unreal. (laughs) Right. I mean, let's not forget that. Like it's unreal. So, you know, but you're right. I mean, of course, like that doesn't sound exciting at all. And I think (laughs) to your point, I think it's hard. It feels selfish sometimes. Like if I'm doing something only for me. Sure. Like, I don't know that that's really, you know, we're kind of selfish in a different way. Sure. And, you know, we can be selfish in a way that doesn't actually benefit our life, but yeah. this is a time that you can be like, Oh, let me actually pause and let the Lord pour into me and yeah. heal some things. You know, and it's going to benefit every person who crosses your path for the rest of your life. So person. yeah, it's, it is for you. And also for everyone that will ever <laughs> be right. in your life ever. Yeah. That's right. That's really so, good. Yeah. It's so good. Well, do you guys have anything else before we close out today? Any closing thoughts? Or we covered some stuff. We did cover some stuff. stuff. And on really truly, our website is such a great place. Like if you're if you hear this episode today and you're like, okay, what's the next step? Go to our website. You can apply there. You can watch testimonies there. You can read testimonies. You can browse through so many of our outreach resources, not just podcasts, but um, the Keys to Freedom Study and several other things. And 
I would just encourage you, uh, it's a really easy place to start. Like we were kind of joking about, hey, you know, tours are on hold and all these, all of this stuff. But the truth is, is that the, in your pocket, in your, you know, with a phone or computer access, however you are able to get to a computer, it's a really simple way to see, get a peek into what we do here at Mercy and to even reach out and ask somebody for more information. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Awesome. No, call the number. We have, we can answer all the questions. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So cool. Well, thanks guys for hopping on today and having this conversation. Uh, it feels timely just heading into the fall. And I know none of us knows what the fall looks like, but uh, gosh, like you said, if you can make an investment in your life, it's going to have ripple effects, not only for you, but like your family and the next your your family not only immediate but what could be your family and friends and all of that I mean it is so worth um the small price right now that feels like a heavy price and that is your time yeah change of plans uh so thank you guys for joining us today again hop on our website mercymultiplied.com and we will talk to you guys again next time see you then we're so glad you joined us today We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.